no, no. The X-Wing on my desk decided to try and fall over for no reason. Well, thankfully, there are no X-Wings in Star Trek. Nice. Nice. Taking opportunity to lead in. I love it. Welcome back. Star Trek subpod from We Were Gamers. It's a podcast. Subspace Transmission. Subspace Transmission is the actual name of these subspace pods. There's JJ. Hello. It's uh, it's Andy, and it's early, but you know what? I don't know if you get the same feeling. It's kind of like back when we used to run cross country and track. Uh, the night before for me is like research, 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 and then not be able to sleep. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I don't know why I get so excited about these. Uh, some pod. This is fun. I just love talking about Star Trek. So yeah, this is the seventh one. Seventh release of these sorts of things already wow go us i know right <laughs> this is seventh time and uh, we have yet to get into oh no that's not true because the sixth one is darmok so we've done a specific episode yeah we did that's right okay yeah i i found it really interesting i don't know darmok is like one of those extremely famous tng episodes that everyone knows and has talked about for forever and I think it was good that we picked it because people wouldn't have to rewatch it. Yeah, you you seen that one. Yeah. You know what it's about. So this is actually a themed one. We're not doing an episode this time, and we'll talk about the theme in a second, but I think it's going to be our last themed one. Let's do a little plug at the beginning here. Next episode, we're going to start Disco. Yeah, we're going to start watching Star Trek Discovery. I know it's what a year and a half late or whatever, but uh we said we would do it. We, uh, we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna actually do it. <laughs> I, eventually, we got there. <laughs> I think it would have actually been a little bit. Maybe we're a little hamstrung in this episode by not knowing those characters. Maybe this would change this episode a little bit. But we'll just we'll have that discussion later. Yep. Uh, and in honor of our last themed episode before starting Discovery, not last. It's not like this. It's, this pod's over once Discovery's done. No, 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 no. For a little bit. This is our last themed one. Uh, we had Michael, also of We Were Gamers, on the the main pod. Yeah, the fans of the pod will know uh, Michael <laughs> on the the regular episodes. Michael, Michael, who saved the main pod, <laughs> right? Yes, from just being us two rambling. So you get us two rambling here instead. Uh, picked the theme on this one, and uh, what did he pick? He suggested that. You know, we had talked about building our our favorite bridge crew and some of our favorite uniforms and some of that stuff. But, you know, we had never really built, we never really talked about an away team. Yeah. Like the the landing party that that is the face of Star Trek, the face of the Federation to a lot of people. What does that look like in our mind uh, when we go XYZ places? And I have to tell you, I thought a lot more deeply about some of the bridge crew and their temperament. Right. Than I had before. Like, before it was like, ah, oh, who cares what their personalities are sometimes, you know, as long as their skills are good enough, I want them on my bridge. The problem, I feel like, with the away team, and maybe we'll get into it here, is that you know, there's the away team needs to be picked based on what the mission is. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can kind and of maybe have a general 
basis for an away team, but definitely in the shows, you know, Jordy goes on some that then he doesn't go on a, and you know, it's all, it's always convenient when they take a character that ha- doesn't usually go on an away team. Yeah. The, uh, the infamous red shirt, right? Or yeah. Or like, uh, who, who's this random person that's going along to this thing? <laughs> oh no, there's been an explosion or people are trapped or mm-hmm. fighting breaks out and mm-hmm. that person conveniently or inconveniently for them, uh, doesn't make it. Yeah. Inconveniently. Oh, well. Poor red shirts. Well, we're, I don't think we should red shirt in our, our away team. We're going to assume our missions are going to go well. But you're right. Okay. Uh, that's a, that's an important point because I had definitely included one. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. You did? Okay. <laughs> For fun. But like... Oh. That's, okay, no, no. Like, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Let's do it up front. Let's do it up front. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got one. I've got one. Okay. I'm sorry for this. I'm going to pick Harry Kim. Oh, the communications officer from Voyager. Yep. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Harry. Oh, dang. Uh, But, you know, by virtue of Harry Kim having a name and me knowing who he is, he's already not a red shirt. Oh, does that not qualify? that how that works? Oh, okay. He can't. Oh, I mean, like, you could put him on there and, like, he's the guy you want to leave behind. He doesn't qualify. So I was supposed to pick somebody without a name? Well, I, that's like that is the definition of the red shirt, right? Yeah, it is. Is like had, the, we're on a podcast, though. How do we pick somebody without a name? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, let's hear I, yours. I had just then. written down. I had just written down red shirt, and it was just like one of the eight thousand other crew members of oh, the Enterprise. Okay. Well, if you had to, uh, let's say it's a make mid- someone's day feel good by like, hey, you're coming with us on an away mission. It's like, <laughs> wow, I never get to do this. So cool. And they'd be like, all right, and stuff goes bad. You're staying here. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, if you had to pick a member that was the mid-season finale death, mm, red okay. shirt on a mission, mine would be Harry Kim, and yours would be... Uh, not Nothing against Harry Kim. I, I quite like Harry. He saves a lot of Voyager episodes with his personality. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe there's a chance that he could be used for a mid-season finale. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, I think I would pick uh someone like now i'm just thinking about voyager characters because you brought voyager up they're easy to pick sometimes Uh, i know i know it's like uh well it's cheating to pick Kess because they literally did do that with yeah yeah uh i would say um uh neelix though i'm not that into that guy yeah the morale officer there can uh Sure. It would be a sad it'd be a big loss, but everyone would get along just fine without him. Wow. Alright. Neil Neelix is a better pick. You've saved Harry Kim. We're both going Neelix now. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Alright, so I, I had some thoughts here. Okay. Maybe when I was researching away teams, uh they in the original series, they're actually called landing parties. Um True. And they got away from that because they do more space stuff. Uh, in yeah. the other shows, there's also like a decent amount of in in the later shows. I feel like they would often transport down to the planet. Correct. Yeah. So you're not really like landing. The, yeah, and in the first one, they would take a shuttle a, a lot of the time. Right. And so then it's like, well, you have different requirements there. It's like you need to bring a pilot with you if you're going to take the shuttle. Oh yeah, that's true. Whereas uh, the other way, you don't have to at all. That's true. So, I don't know that they ever show that, but that's definitely a thing. No, it is a thing because I wrote it in my notes, like, do we need a pilot? Uh, so I also noticed that the, in the original series, the 
the landing parties because they needed the pilot and they needed a red shirt and all these other things were around five people. Whereas later in the shows, they got down to, you know, as low as three people-ish, you know. Yeah, I was so, going to say, I feel like some of the later ones, it's like, yeah, you're getting three people or four on the upside. Yeah. So, before we decide how big they are, though, how big of the team we need to pick here, we also have another problem we have to solve. And that is, uh, in the early series, captains went on the away missions. And in the later series, as Riker says, it's not okay for the captain to go, but then the captains just start breaking the rules and go anyway. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm glad we're talking about this because I definitely struggled Yeah. with this because especially, you know, the captains go, well, there's, there's, the, there's both the storytelling reason why they go and of then course. there is the, the character itself, wh- whether they would want to, the character would want to go. Right. Um, and I think in both in both cases, uh, it sort of ends up with like, well, Riker is right that like really you shouldn't send the captain of the ship right, out yeah. onto this dangerous mission or whatever. But okay, so we're in agreement then that maybe the captains are off limits. Yeah, I think we shouldn't pick a captain. Okay, I like it. I like it. I kind of leaned that way too. I wanted to leave it kind of in your court there because I felt like. It's pretty good policy, Starfleet set there. Like, don't put yeah. the captain in danger so he could solve a situation if your away team gets in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. You can think of it as the captain is the one arranging the away team and then should. saying, yeah. you, go. All right. So do my, do my bidding or whatever. So a first officer could or should maybe even lead the away team. But I have another problem when I say that. Okay. Are you and I on the away team? Mm. See, we didn't... Okay, see, yes, this is important. Because <laughs> we didn't establish any, like, guidelines about this. No. Stuff, so, uh, no. So, either we're the captain and we're picking the away team, or we're on the away team and leading it. And I leave that in your court, because I like both ideas. Uh, I think I I like the idea that we are the captain and picking the away team. Okay. All right. All right. I have an idea also here, and you you shoot it down okay. if you don't like it, because maybe I'm a little just itchy since it's uh well this will come out in May, and we're fully in the football off season. Mm-hmm. I want to draft. Oh, so that's fun. So if if I pick someone, then they're off the board. If you pick someone, they're off the board. Yeah, okay. That's All fine. Right. All right. I have alternates for literally every person that's down <laughs> here too. anyway. Because I, I can't do pick, too. <laughs> some of these people, it's like, I almost, I was very close to actually just writing down archetypes of people. Uh-huh. Sure. And then just being like, well, whichever one Andrew says, I'll say the other one. There's like three <laughs> of these people that in the show, so I could just pick a different one. Well, I actually matter. picked them because I'm like, well, if I was on this mission, I would want that engineer. And if I'm on that mission, I would want that engineer. Yeah, if I'm- <laughs> totally, that's totally how it is. I'm like extreme yeah okay so if it's if it's a fantasy draft yeah uh, so doing a fantasy draft makes it fun because now we definitely have no duplicates right because you can only pick a person once right and then uh you know it gives it a little like oh well should i pick this guy do i want to pick my engineer guy first to make sure i get the one yeah i want versus like the doctor that i want later maybe or Mm -hmm. whatever oh good you picked a doctor that's good that's good that we're gonna fight over some stuff i like it 
Okay. Uh, we need to decide the slots for an active members and then maybe some bench members in our draft. Sure. Yeah. So are we going? Uh, I don't think we should go big, big like the original series, like five, right? Uh, four people, I guess. Three, four or three, including the first officers that's leading the mission. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll mm. do four with a um, four, including a first officer. And okay. Then maybe like a couple people you could rotate in or out. Okay. Maybe like two. Yeah. Let's see how many people I have on my list here. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I've got enough people that we can do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah, All right. That should be fine. I'm thinking of a number between 0 and 50, and if you're over, you go first. 21. Sorry, it was 25. Dang. <laughs> I picked right. right in the middle. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go first, and I pick Spock. Oh, man. Good choice. Yep. Yeah. I can't. You can't not have Spock lead an away mission, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a the absolute. Andrew goes for a quarterback in the first round. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, it Star Trek is. fantasy. Yeah, uh. <laughs> but that's like, I don't know. Uh, that's like maybe God, taking Pat Mahomes in the first round uh, if right. you knew what he was going to do. It's pretty smart. I can't. I can't be mad at this pick. Spock, of course, the OG character. Basically, it. <laughs> If Kirk wasn't on all those missions, Spock would have been in charge anyway, because yep. he's like the second most important character on that show, I guess. He's second and he's kind of second in charge. They didn't really have the first officer positioned in the original series. Um, you know, but, what's interesting about that is that Kirk was a first officer to Pike very clearly. Right. Um, but then afterwards, I think that he just was like, eh, I like Spock doing the science thing, and then he's also in charge if I'm not. Yeah. And uh, they were okay with the regulation there. I picked Spock because um, I thought about putting Data or another one of the Vulcans on the missions, and I was like, none of these are good choices compared to Spock. Mm -hmm. Because Data, you know, if you follow the android philosophy, would be too cold in his right. calculations. And also, he's an android. Uh, so sometimes he doesn't think out of the box until somebody tells him to. Um, whereas Spock yeah. can take the science stuff that Data knows and really sometimes come up with some cool solutions. And he also has those weird, you know, like we talk about that episode of, or not episode, but the movie a lot, I think too much, uh, where he comes up with the like, Hmm, you know, they run on exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know and comes up with like doing surgery on a torpedo so he's got that that like spark in him to make great decisions but also uh he's gonna lead your team very logically and i love that and he's got like amazing hand-to-hand -hand skills you know yeah definitely a a guy who could hold his own in combat uh as well as or maybe better than a lot of other people too. all right so. all right so spock spock's my first pick you're up all right well, I think I'm going to go uh, a little different route, and I think I'm going to pick a character from Voyager. Okay. And it's going to be my boy Chakotay. Ooh, nice. Chakotay was my backup. <laughs> Why'd you end uh, up with... with uh, so you're going first officer after I picked my first officer. Yeah, you know, it, it seemed right. Just to get him off the board and then let us fight yeah. over something else later? 
Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. Keep the keep the tension in the pod. I like it. I like it. Um so Chakot so I thought for a long time about deciding between Chicote and then either Major Kira from DS9 or uh Riker. And oh, the wait. problem yeah, that's that both, that's tough. The problem that both Riker and Kira have is that they are impulsive, right? Oh, Kira Nerys, I I love her fire, but man, she would wreck every away mission. Yes, it, and you would kind of <laughs> you would never pick them for missions that you would ex- that you would expect to go bad because right. you know they would do that. Right, right. Um, but it's also what makes them great characters. Um. But similarly, Chakotay also has, I think, a a streak like that. He he's a Maquis, so right. So he uh, he he has passion. He definitely has a um a, a willingness to break the rules when it, he needs to, and he feels it's right. But he also knows and can follow orders. He will do what you ask of him. Generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can be pretty sure that he's going to carry out the mission, whatever it is, unless that mission, you know, conflicts with his personal ideals or whatever, in which case, well, what are you, what are you doing here? Yeah. If you're conflicting with Chakotay's ideals, I think you got a problem. Yeah, exactly. So I think that makes him a good choice. Although I think, uh, I might have preferred to have Spock, but that's not how <laughs> drafting goes. Nope. So we get Chakotay. I knew that if you accepted this draft thing that I had to get Spock off the board first. Yeah, it's the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, it's, uh, is it a, sn- oh, we didn't do this. Is it a snake draft? I think that's fair. You should go next. So you get back to backs. Okay. Yeah. So then for my next pick, I am going to take the emergency medical hologram. Oh, okay. All right. I actually thought about that. That was my alternate doctor. Uh, oh, okay. All uh-huh. right. I'm interested uh-huh. uh, to hear who you picked instead. Uh-huh. But uh, I think the reasoning for the emergency medical hologram is that literally there is uh, – he's a, he ends up as a great doctor. He's a little cold, not very personable necessarily, um, but he doesn't really have any uh, – the, the on- that's, the, that's the only downside really, right? Like he's a perfectly competent doctor the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. There's literally nothing bad uh, that he does. You know, he's just a he's just a recording of that doctor from wherever, right? Uh, and uh, you know, with the technology that gets in gets in Voyager that allows him to go around and go on away missions, and yeah, stuff, that little chip thing that's on his shoulder, right? Uh, you know, they uh, he appreciates getting out of the ship since he'd been stuck there for whatever five seasons at that point. Yeah, I love the idea that. His program runs so long that it starts to develop its own subroutines. Right. He, like, and gains sentience. Yeah. That's so cool. And people forget to turn him off. And He's so like, he turn me like, off, please. Wandering around. Yeah. No, that's um, great. I love that pick. Uh, I had concerns with him being away from the ship. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, compared to the other doctors, he might be able to perform better under, you know, he has no pressure. Right. He, he, he can't he be pressured. He will always be cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But what if you go to a planet where he doesn't function or like they go through some sort of scanner and they're like, that thing's not alive. And then you got a problem. Yeah. So I just like what you have if you take data somewhere. 
You know, yeah, it's like, oh, right. he, that guy's not alive. Well, yes, he is. Oh, I don't know. What's the nature of consciousness? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to get too far into the like, oh, Spock has ears or or Worf has ridges or, you know, like people, right. you can't assume that an alien culture like that humans would look any better than anything else. So um, I didn't think of it in that way. I only thought of it in like functionality and I was like, ooh, the EMH is too good to pass on. So he'd be my alternate. But yeah. But uh, yeah. All right. So. Uh, I'll do my doctor next since it's snaking and I can yeah. pick my next person after. Uh, I chose Crusher. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she is a leading researcher. She comes up with a lot of ideas. And also by the time those movies come out, she's cool as a cucumber, picks up rifles, whatever she needs to, and yeah. uh, can handle herself just fine on an away mission that goes wrong. And... Um, she has Middle a little is somewhat different, I guess, in the 24th century or whatever. Yeah. She has a little bit more of that battlefield medic in her than I think some of the other doctors like uh, Phlox or. Um, um, oh, my gosh. My mind has completely. Bashir. Bashir. Yeah. Bashir. Um, maybe Bashir after the Dominion War is much more uh, of a. You know, he handles himself a little bit better, but uh, right. in the beginning, for sure, he definitely doesn't have that spark. Is that the beginning? Yeah. So. Uh, I think while we're talking about doctors specifically, Bashir was my backup. Oh, okay. Um, I I just enjoy his character so much that oh, I he's think very he's, cerebral. He's fun to be around mm-hmm. um, because he likes to, you know, he, he like he has that kind of like oh, I'm kind of like a fun playboy kind of guy, but also. I have all this, like, you know, extreme uh, talent and knowledge and stuff in my field. And, yeah. Oh, he's he's a cool dude. I, I liked him, but I had to take Crusher first. She's just... Yeah. She's... I like Crusher. Good yeah. good pick there, for sure. Right on. Okay. Um, hmm. Who do I got? We got two more spots on our... Man. It's too right? hard. Two more spots. It's really tough. It gets it's really tough. Um You know what? I'm going to take uh Hoshi Sato off the board. Okay. It's a great yeah. pick. Mm-hmm. She's the for those that don't recall, because not everybody watches uh, Enterprise. Enterprise, yeah. She's the communications officer from Enterprise. And I think she's extremely valuable for an away mission because she actually has the the ear, right? Everyone talks about the ear, I guess. Right. Uh, and she's responsible for eventually creating the the uh, universal translator, the, the actual code underneath it that can translate. So if you get into a situation where you just can't communicate, she might be able to save your entire away mission. And I think um, she's also... Uh, extremely skilled to hand-to-hand master. She's got a black belt in Aikido. Um, so, so far, three for three, yeah. I want people that can really handle themselves if they get stuck somewhere. And I think Sato makes that list. That's very interesting, the way that this team you're building up over here. I think it's like you have some really like self-sufficient people that you're bringing along. It's a good, It's a good mix. Nice. Well, I will say uh, I'm going to take a different tack here. I did not uh I did not pick a communications officer. Okay. But I'm going to pick 
uh, a man who is near and dear to my personal heart uh, and one of the great characters on the show, Miles O'Brien. Dude, nice choice. Nice choice. And uh, Miles is, uh, depending on what era we're in here, if you're in the Enterprise era, uh, he's less developed as a character. Um, but by the time you get through DS9, he's very well developed and a the consummate professional engineer. Just the guy who just wants to get out there and do the work, whatever the work is, he's going to get it done. That's his job. Fix the thing, repair the thing, invent the gadget, do whatever it is, get the mission done, and get back home so he can see his kids. That's mm -hmm. what Miles O'Brien is about. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want on the team. I want someone who's going to be there and be like, hey, here's the job. Let's get it done. That's Wonderful. Miles. Yeah. And you know what? Miles has a little bit of that um, bubble gum and, and spit and uh, tinfoil fix ability. Oh, know? yeah. He is... He is definitely the guy who was like, well, I have this potato and a fork and a little bit of string. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a phaser. And then yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, that's a valuable skill to have on on an away mission, especially, you know, like if something breaks. You got to have somebody there to fix it. And um, being able to do it without backup is probably a pretty good skill. Definitely. Awesome, man. Well, uh, Snake, who's your final prime member before you get into your bench? Okay, so my final pick is going to be... Ooh, I'm going to pick Odo from Odo. DS9. Wow, you got Dose DS9ers and Odo, huh? Yeah. Shapeshifting so, ability, maybe? Yeah. I, I sort of thought of it as... I sort of picked my team by, you know, like I was talking about doing archetypes earlier. So I had kind of done that. And Odo basically is going to run security. Okay. So if we have issues on the away team, it's going to be Odo's job to protect people. Uh, right. Because that's what Odo does anyway. Odo is the is a cop, essentially. He's um, definitely the noir cop on the beat when that show starts. Right. He's the space cop. Uh, so he's going to be my space security officer, essentially, while I'm away. Um this was a really tough pick because there's a, a couple other also really good security people I could have picked. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Odo has the strongest sense, well, at least by the end of the show, definitely the strongest sense of justice and sort of the strongest um, like will to make sure that everything is going to go all right and everyone is going to get out of this alive. Yeah, I, I just think Odo... Odo was on my list, and I I I weighed the baggage that he comes with, and I did not end up wanting yeah. the baggage. Uh, there is definitely definitely issues going to be related to the fact that a he's a shapeshifter, and also that well he's a little off. Yeah, yeah. So the the shapeshifting thing, I I think you could take. It's worth the risk, so to speak, well, and the benefits of it are. Like obviously, so great. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it outweighs any of the risks. I think that the the I was scared of the profits basically messing up my away missions because <laughs> Odo was on them. Sure, you know you don't want interference from the Dominion, right? Yeah. So we'll yeah we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but it's a great pick. I so I, I like your balance there. You have so your your four main members so far: Chakotay, Emh, Miles, and Odo. 
And you've got a lot of dudes here that specialize in being the perfect archetype of their character. And you have the the consummate leader, the consummate doctor, the perfect battlefield mechanic, and the security guy. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Like I told you, I, I went down archetypes and stuff when I was yeah. you know, bringing this out. And so I sort of picked my favorite from each one. That's wonderful. I like that. All right. Uh, so that was Miles and Odo. So Snake's back to me yes. for two picks. I'm going to go with my main choice for mechanic uh, and slash engineer on a mission. And that's actually Bolana Torres. Oh, good one. Yeah. Uh, much like you have Miles that can kind of put anything together. I like that Torres held the Voyager together mm-hmm. uh, entirely by herself, basically. More or less, yeah. Uh, she was not, as far as I remember, the chief engineer when they started on nope. their mission and then ended up the chief engineer because the chief engineer died. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes up with crazy solutions to problems because they're stuck in the Delta Quadrant and they got no backup. Um, they have to jerry-rig those dilithium crystals somehow. Right. Yeah. So I think that if, again, uh, we had a problem, she'd be okay. Plus, she's a Klingon. Again, mm-hmm. amazing uh, hand-to-hand skills can handle herself. So I like that you picked every single person on your away team can get in a fight and yep. win. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an interesting choice. <laughs> that was that was my main strategy, and I think you'll see why in a second. Mm, okay. Do you have like a specific mission in mind here? I di- well, <laughs> no, but we should pick a mission that we. No, nah, I don't know if we can do that off the top of our heads, but I I would yeah I I, rewatch some episodes probably. <laughs> I wanted to be able to uh, not have to pick teams for specific missions um but also everything always goes sideways somehow (laughs) and i thought i wanted a way out of it it Uh, is tv so they got to make it interesting right yeah so i ended up with my main list being spock crusher sato torres it's a good list yeah i like it i i'm i'm pretty happy with it and um i get one bench spot before you get to go so yes you do on the missions on the missions where we know we're not going to get in trouble, like we're going to a Federation satellite platform or whatever, okay. um, I would swap Torres for Barclay. Oh, uh-huh. okay. I uh-huh. want to hear why. Now we know why I have three other members that can handle themselves. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. People to keep Barclay in line. Uh-huh. I think that his, much like Odo, his uh his def- his faults are outweighed by his genius maybe most his, of the time what what position is he technically engineering I don't he's an engineer yeah he's I, I sub remember. uh he's under Jordy during the um next generation series right um and then eventually gets transferred off the ship because of his uh, personality flaws you know he has he does conquer hollow addiction and all those other sorts of things but eventually they come to the conclusion that he's probably best left on earth as a researcher and then ends up being the one that saves the voyager from the alpha quadrant that's right i didn't remember that part at the end of voyager but yeah yeah um so i think that barclay while he comes with the uh, caveat that he's kind of a coward 
extremely empowered. <laughs> it's literally his defining trait, I think, when you first meet him. I think that's why he's on the bench, right? Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, he's not out in the main missions. He's definitely on the bench for the times when he's needed. I think that makes perfect sense to me. All right, buddy. You get two bench spots here in a row, so you got to fill out your team. I know. The So I think the first alternate I'm going to pick is similar to yours, where I know that this is probably going to be a relatively calm mission. It's not likely to be a ton of fighting going on here. Uh, but maybe this is like a more diplomatic kind of a mission, and I need someone who can do some of that stuff. And I'm going to pick Counselor Troy. Huh. I would never have put Troy on an away mission. I would never have thought to do that. Well, I think uh, the number of away missions that Troy is on in the series would disagree with your I, choice there. Well, look, I, I think it's a good choice. I'm not uh, faulting your choice, especially yeah. as a bench alternate. She is a great choice. Um, I think she fits into where I had Sato in terms of the you know totally. the communications ability uh, and her Betazoid abilities are are amazing you're you're miles ahead of me on picking that one that's amazing so that's so it was sort of like the uh you know if you're going on an an away mission and frequently these away missions end up in some kind of conflict but not always is that conflict involve combat Uh, a lot of time you're trying to mediate peace between two races or these sorts of things and i think troy is probably the best example we have of a character that does that stuff yeah, so where does she slot into your, your main team when you know you're on a mission for Troy? So if I, I think the choice is you're going to pick a mission where like there's not likely to be an engineering need. What is Miles going to do there, right? Okay. Um, you still might have a, a need for a doctor because you have people all around all the time. Sure. But uh, you might not need someone to be, uh, you know, maybe Miles is running a warp core diagnostic that day and <laughs> you really need someone who can handle, you know, talking to these uh, alien races and yeah. that's going to be Troy for you. Perfect. Perfect. That's great. So my final bench slot, gosh, I, oh man, there are so many people that are great on the show that I have no idea who I want to pick. Um. I think my final bench slot, I'm going to go with a little bit, uh, another character who is also a little bit uh, spicy, let's say. Spicy? Uh, yeah, I, I think he has, he, the guy has a spice to him, okay. uh, and that's Tom Paris. Hey, the pilot idea. I like it. I think, you know, sometimes you do need a pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you're taking a shuttle down or whatever. Uh, Tom will get you there for sure. Uh, also, uh, he and Chakotay uh, eventually get along pretty well by the end of the series. <laughs> um, and I think that, uh, in general, Tom has uh, a lot of qualities of kind of like scrappiness and I'll get it done. And also the important qualities of like, I'm not going to leave people behind. We're also not going to get stuck on this planet kind of a thing. So Tom would steal a ship and get us back to the other ship if he if we needed him to. Fair uh, point. So that's what that's what I'm here for. Wonderful. Um, so I have one bench slot left. Yes, and it took this entire pod for you to steal one of my picks. Yes, I did it. Yep, Tom Paris. Woo! Tom Paris was actually my last pick. Uh it's okay. So- you stole my first pick out of the gate immediately. <laughs> 
So that leaves me with deciding between two people. I'm going to go with Hikaru Sulu. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great I think, pick. Yep. I have to go Sulu. He was also pick. on my list of other people. I, fun, funny enough, the other people I was considering here were also original series characters. There okay. was Chekhov and Sulu, both. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Sulu is a great choice. I was sitting on on Paris as my last, just as a utility swap in. Mm-hmm. I think he's scrappy, and yep. uh, and definitely the pilot skills help. And so that left me wondering whether I wanted Sulu or Yar. Oh yeah. Um, I just think that when I'm looking at at away missions, Yar Yar is valuable as a uh, on a combat mission, and then we're really talking about switching up the team more than just one person i think so that's why yeah. i end up with sulu again amazing hand-to-hand skills absolutely uh uses a sword yeah. and not uh, a lot of other characters in the in the show use swords no that i know of yeah and so uh, and the pilot skills outweigh i think yar's wondrous Definitely. abilities as a security officer uh and her commitment to the team unfortunately are outweighed by his piloting skills so uh, uh, and you know Sulu isn't going to leave people behind either. He's, I know, I know, but she's you sure. know she's definitely the all for one and one for all. Even oh, though totally. he has a sword, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 her thing, right? Uh, like, right, that's definitely part of her thing. So. All right, so you ended up with Chicote, EMH, Miles, Troy, Paris as your bench. Uh, uh, oh, and Odo, and Odo, yeah. right? I, yeah. I somehow I skipped Odo. Right. Yeah. So Chicote, EMH, Odo, Miles with Troy and Tom Paris on the bench. And your team was uh, Spock, uh, Crusher, Sato, Torres, with Barclay and Sulu on the bench. Those are some pretty good lists. Yeah, man, I'm a big fan of both of these lists. I you pulled a couple of people who I had not necessarily fully considered, but when I thought about them, I was like, you know what, this is actually a perfect choice. Mm. Um, this is hard. This is like way harder than it seems to pick these guys. <laughs> it really is. And I really love that we had to I, – I love that we had to include the leader for the mission because for a while I was thinking, oh, well, we're on the mission, right? And we're picking people to go with us. But I really like the idea that we drafted a team as the captain instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and across shows too, right? Like we didn't limit, limit to the shows and that really it helps. Is, yeah. You could just easily enough pick – every character from ds9 or every character from tng and just be like i want the every away team on tng which is you know Riker, data uh wharf jordy or well, yeah wharf wharf or uh troy and then whoever right you know? and yeah. you're like okay that's literally 70% of the episodes of that show you know i never considered laforge for sure because he's just He's very good at his job, but he's very meticulous at his job. Mm-hmm. And I just think that meticulousness is not what I need. He's uh, too valuable up in space doing stuff on the ship. Mm-hmm. Montgomery Scott also. I didn't want so, too much lip. <laughs> yeah, you would need to make sure your uh, your leader is very strong to keep Montgomery Scott in line. Yeah. That was Otherwise, kind of Montgomery where Scott is going to take over and run the mission his way. Exactly. 
Yeah. Did you have any other alternates that you just didn't couldn't quite squeeze in there like I had Yar? Uh, yeah, I was really close to picking, well, you picked Sulu, but I was close to picking both him and Chekhov. I think both of them are uh, great characters, and uh, Chekhov in particular, I think, has uh, a really good like knowledge as a security person, but also uh, does a lot of, uh, I don't know what the, I don't even know what his technical bridge position is. Weapons officer. He's the weapons officer, right? Okay. So, you know, he would be great to bring along at, for, you know, the more dangerous side of missions, that kind of stuff, where mm-hmm. you really want to have two uh, security guys, essentially, or safety kind of guys. So. Yeah. Cool, man. That was fun. Also, I just like to hear him talk about nuclear whistles. <laughs> the one away mission that goes wrong for him. I know. It didn't go good. Well, it didn't go good for really anyone on that trip, so. It went great for the future of the planet. It went great for the humpback whales. Yeah. They didn't get hunted. <laughs> I think it went fine for them. Star Trek Four Save the Whales is what we're talking about here. Yes. That's... Oh, wait, that's not the actual name of the movie. It's uh, really not. It's Voyage Home? Correct. Okay. It's It should be Save the Whales. It may as well be called Save the Whales. Yeah, a little too much LDS in this morning coffee. Yeah, it was definitely one of those times. That movie is of a time and a place. And it's, it's wonderful because it's of a time and a place. Oh, yeah, I definitely. Mean, nail it. Well, double dumbhead to you. <laughs> Just, I had to change that line a little bit, <laughs> remembering yeah. how this pod goes. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a good scene. All those scenes. Like, see, Spock's hand-to-hand skills. He just knocks that guy out with no, no hesitation. Just pop. And he's done. So yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I hope that our teams are not too hamstrung by not seeing Disco. I guess we can update them. I'll save them and we can update them after we finish. Uh, sure. Yeah. You want to write this down? Yeah, I got them. Uh, I got them written down. So Okay. Because I had that thought about halfway through the podcast. I was like, mm. what if we watch Discovery and we're like, oh my, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to be convinced to move off of anyone yeah. here. The stuff I've heard about the first season of Discovery doesn't leave me hopeful, but we'll see. You never know. You Interesting. Never know. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. So we this can't is... judge the book. So we got to read it first. Right. I'm open. Uh, anything Star Trek, I'm open. I've even watched and found many things I like in those J.J. Abrams movies after not really loving the plot device that gets us there. Yes. Uh, which we will eventually do podcasts on those, I'm sure, too. Yeah. Uh, so this will be May. So I guess June will be episode one of Discovery. Yeah, I think that's a fair thing. We'll watch episode one and talk about it. Uh, and then maybe we can pick up the pace and watch a few episodes from then on. Yeah, that'll be wonderful. Uh, and maybe discuss them briefly, depending on how interested we are in talking about them. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, without sending us spoilers, if people want to comment on our away teams or they want to give us a heads up about stuff to look out for in Discovery. Uh, they can send that to podcast at wewergamers.com. Uh, we will definitely read all that stuff because we are... We are interested in hearing your uh, your takes on this stuff. Because yeah. I, I only know two other people 
not counting you, Andrew, that have seen Discovery in my my milieu here. Okay. Um, so I'm curious what the takes are from more people that I actually know. Yeah, it's hard to judge, right? Because if you follow Star Trek online, they only give you the hot, good takes. Right. Um, and, you know, it's like following general people's sentiment on the internet is also not very useful because... Well, if you go by that, a lot of things are bad and well, yeah, right. I don't know that I believe that. <laughs> it's like uh Yelp reviews, you have to convince people to leave the good ones because the, mostly it's people leaving the bad ones. Right. And you're like, "Oh, well, why is the Yelp rating in this place so but so low? This place is great." And it's like, "Oh, there's a bunch of people who left one-star reviews because they order like morons and it's their own fault." <laughs> but yes. Uh, I'm in a similar situation my local uh experiences with discovery are split on what they liked and didn't like so we will see and we will be back soon uh now back to your regularly regular oh boy i'm gonna flub that one and start over regularly scheduled regularly scheduled viewer gamers podcast